Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life. It's Christine Jewell, and today we're just going to talk about some things that have been really pissing me off. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome. We're going to talk about what makes you qualified. What makes me qualified to get up here on my microphone and show up and record a podcast? What makes me qualified to do the work that I'm doing, the deep work that I'm doing? And what makes you qualified? And I love that quote. You know, when we hear that quote, if God does not call the equipped, he equips the called. He qualifies the called. And I want to jump into this conversation about the equipping process that we go through, the intersection of our zone of genius, and how that actually positions us to support other people to do amazing work, purpose-filled, life-giving work in our lives, and to really be in this place where you know your position for miracles your position for prosperity to happen and how backwards it is from a lot of the world's programming you guys know i'm all about the conscious and strategic upgrades i'm all about breaking free of the slave system the empire system the world systems that keep us exhausted burnt out stressed out disoriented and really adopt more of the kingdom principles the sovereign principles for loving leading making money making you know having healthy bodies amazing relationships So I'm just going to dive right in. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people lately about this imposter syndrome or this, you know, thing that comes up in us when we are being stretched, when we're being stretched to do, you know, deeper work, the next level of work, when we're being stretched to take a risk, right, to put ourselves out there, to stick our neck out, basically. This feeling that happens when we walk into a room and we feel like, oh, I'm over my head or what am I doing? And... You know, I totally know this feeling because even as I'm going through this process right now of authoring and writing this book, and uh, whoo, there's so much to share about that. I've had so many of those moments, you know, where I just sort of go up in my head and I tense up for a minute. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, who am I? Who am I? What am I doing writing this book? And it's hilarious because this is exactly what this book is about, is remembering who I am, right? And I keep getting reminded, even this morning on my walk, I keep getting reminded that who you are is who I called you to be. And you're not doing this alone, but we're doing this together. And this book is not your book, but this is our book. And you're the vessel and I'm the source, right? And you are in pure, pure, co-creation with me right now and you are birthing this thing because you're the vessel you're the essence in terms of you know the gifting that goes into this your uniqueness but i'm the source i'm the source of the vision i'm the source of the message i'm the source of the inspiration that flows through you and i'm also the source of the 
the resources that are going to come together to support you in the structure. And it's so amazing when we begin to move into this place of co-creation, of really recognizing that we are not the creators of everything and the source of everything, but we're really in this co-creative process with the source of all things. And so, you know, as I struggle sometimes with this you know, this creeping thoughts that come in, right? Of like, who are you? Who entitled you? Who, and, and I just like, I'm able to flick those away pretty quickly. I'm able to cut those with that sword that you see in the background if you guys are watching this on video. I'm able to just like cut the tongue right off those things and say, you know what? I know who I am. I am, I know who I am, right? I'm the daughter of the most high. I am a vessel right now. I am a channel for this message. I am the answer to somebody's prayer right now. I am positioned right now, divinely positioned to support people because I've gone before them in this journey right I also know who I'm not and that is a beautiful thing because I don't need to compete with anybody else but I just wanted to share you know right off the bat if you are struggling with some of those things is got to remember who you are and we've got to remember who we're not right and anytime we try to be somebody else or we try to copy someone else's whether it's their material their content their style their lifestyle right we're looking sideways we're looking out the window instead of looking at the windshield looking forward that's when we smash things we hit things right we're just disoriented right we're looking a in the wrong direction right it's like trying to ride a bike forward and you're looking sideways that never goes well and nobody wants a copycat, right? And it's exhausting to try to be who we're not. So we hear this all the time, but how many of us do it? And this is something that, you know, I'm bringing up because I have spent a lot of time in my life comparing myself to where I wasn't, to where other people were doing, where I should be, right? And this is something that has really landed for me that is like, Girl, you just be who I made you to be. Woman, beautiful, radiant, strong, powerful. You are a warrior spirit. You are a queen, right? And when you own that, when you own who you are, when you know who you are, you step into this like boom, like things start to just drop into alignment in your life. And so I'm just going to start with that one right off the bat. You know, I support a lot of people in rediscovering who they are, what their zone of genius is, what their unique purpose and gifting is. And, you know, what is the space or the pocket that I call it? I like to call it the pocket where they are going to feel so completely aligned in step with not only what they desire, but what God has placed on their heart, with their gifting, with their talents or expertise. And they're just going to drop into this pocket where things just start to open up for them. Right. And I have gone, you know, through my own journey to get there. That's what makes me qualified. I get so pissed off when I, you know, hear people thinking need that they need more and more information more certifications more education more head knowledge right more whatever it is more network connections before they move instead of just recognizing where have i gone where have i been what is my expertise what is my life experience not just my head knowledge but my body knows it because my body's been in the depths of it i said this in the last episode but if i'm gonna Personally, if I'm gonna learn how to fly or I'm gonna get in an aircraft with a pilot, I want someone who knows how to fly a plane that's been there, right? I wanna be in the pit with someone who has gone before me, who has real life experience. And there is a vast difference between studied knowledge, 
right? That is cognitive knowledge, information, sitting in an office, reading books, you know, writing essays, writing papers, even maybe writing books on information and theory and, you know, research. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's amazing and it's so essential, right? Research is case studies, so that's valid for sure. And I think there's a place for education. For sure, I'm educated. I went to university. I spent over, well over six figures in post um, after, you know, university through various education and coaches and mentorships and skill set development. But I tell you, nothing, nothing compares to hands like on the job, real life experience going through the things. So I just wanted to put this right out there because, you know, it's so interesting to me. I've only ever had two, to be honest, two clients, potential clients that came to me ever that asked me, what are your credentials? What is your list of, you know, coaching certifications or all your certifications that I need to know? And what is so interesting, the two, two people ever asked me that of all the people I've coached. And those two people were the two people that were so stuck in their head, so stuck in a victim consciousness, wanting to have someone else to blame all the time. It was amazing. As I look back on it, I was like, wow, wasn't that interesting? The people who were wanting to work with me because of the experience that I had gone through were radically different humans showing up with radically different levels of ownership, with radically different levels of humility, Not coming up saying, yeah, I know everything, but saying, I have a lot to learn. I have a lot of wisdom to gather. I do not know it all. So guide me, support me, mentor me, right? And I think that is a powerful characteristic for us to hold when we are going through our own growth journeys. We're looking for mentors. We're looking for coaches. We're looking for support in the next step. It's like, okay, who's gone before me? Who has real life? I call it like the real life learning skills, right? The embodied wisdom, the earned wisdom at a cellular level of being there, walking through the fire, being broken down. So I just want to say this. You know, I want to share a couple of my personal stories because there's a lot of things I'm passionate about. There's a lot of things I talk about on this show. And it can seem sometimes like, what? You know, she's so varied. She's talking about relationships and she's talking about spirit and she's talking about, you know, finances and wealth soon. You guys, a lot of that stuff is going to come down the pipe. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I really talk about is shifting your consciousness so that you can come into more and more alignment, more and more congruent with the man or the woman that you are and the plan that God had for you and the desires and gifts that you're in your heart and get more and more positioned for the floodgates to keep opening so that you can keep receiving you know, more clarity, um, better direction, more fulfilling relationships, more meaningful work, like a body that is thriving, prosperity financially, emotionally, relationally. And I do believe that once we start dropping into these places where we get these things right within us, everything on the outside outside just recalibrates, reorganize, and drop into place. So while it seems like I talk about a lot of different things or you know, share a lot of relationship conversations and spiritual conversations and whatever, at the core of it is really being able to shift whatever's going on in your life, whatever situations are going on, is being able to shift the consciousness that is engaging with them, the person that's engaging with them to really see things from a completely new vantage point so that you can engage things at a completely different 
level. You've heard me say this over and over again, that you cannot engage with a problem, solve a problem at the level of consciousness that created it. So the cool thing is once we shift the level of consciousness, the identity, right? The belief system, the structure that created the problem or keeps inviting the problem or keeps attracting the problem in the first place. It's funny. I had a client say to me the other day, like the problem just took care of itself. It disappears. I'm like, exactly. You can change your environment, but if you don't change the person, right? The core of who you are, the same problems will follow you wherever you go. Cause wherever you go, there you are. Your thing, your problems will just have a different name, right? There'll be a different woman's name or a different man's name. You can leave your marriage and wherever you go, there you are in relationship again, recreating the same stuff. If you're showing up at the same level of consciousness, you can shut your business down. You can move companies. You can take a job somewhere else. And wherever you go, there you're going to be with other humans, still having to lead humans, right? Having to interact, connect with humans, problem solve with other humans. So if you haven't shifted who you are as a leader, how you show up as a leader, how you engage people and call them together, there you are again, right? Same stuff, different day. So I want to go through some of these arenas. I call them life arenas and do a little check-in and share a little bit of my story so that you can also understand a little bit about why I'm so passionate about the things, the topics that I'm discussing because I've walked through this fire. And as I do it, I'm not just doing this for me, but I'm doing this for you so that you can also reflect and think about what in your life have you walked through the fires of? Because here's what I know is a huge part of being in your genius, in that divine intersection, right, of your genius, where things start flowing is really honoring, honoring, appreciating, accepting the fires you've walked through and really coming out of those, knowing the gifts that they were, right? Having gone through the darkest moments, having gone through the death and the rebirth, having come out a new person, instead of just being a survivor, right? Because a lot of people are still looking at what they went through in the past and either trying to forget it, trying to suppress it, trying to shove it into a closet and pretend like it didn't happen. So there was unresolved healing, unresolved grief, unresolved anger, bitterness, regret. And I'll tell you, it's like a stinky fish in a closet and everyone can smell it and you're pretending like it doesn't stink. But everywhere you go, the stank is there. <laughs> I love using these analogies. So the cool thing is, as you're going through this with me, and I'm sharing some of my own journeys, I want you to really invite you into the conversation of looking back over your own life and where you had embodied wisdom as well, right? Because that is your, those are your sweet spots. Those are your pockets. So, you know, I talk a lot about relationships. I'm just going to start with that one. You guys know the story, but I cycled through many, many years. I know what it was like to lose lose my father, physically feeling abandoned from him. I write about this a lot more extensively in my book, but when I was young, you know, I watched my father try to commit suicide. I remember being taken, you know, the, the ambulance coming to take him and having those really fearful thoughts of like, is he gonna leave, right? And I always was sort of waiting for him to physically leave or not come back. There was many times where he traveled a lot for work and he, coupled with his drinking and a lot of the violent outbursts, like I never knew what I was going to expect. So I was living on eggshells. Well, that pattern manifested itself throughout my life for many years, many decades. Eventually my father did leave, right? He, he, he left for a different life. He disappeared for years of my life when I was just coming out of my teens into my early twenties. And there was a good period of of many years, several years there, where I had no contact with my father. I was so angry. 
And here's the thing, that wound, that core wound of abandonment kept replaying itself. And the mistrust that I had with the masculine, the inability to really trust them to feel safe in relationship, to be in self-preservation mood, always, you know, waiting for my back to be stabbed or to see who was going to come and, you know, leave me on my own two feet to have to be my own supplier of everything, my own source of everything, fiercely independent. Like that was a pattern that cycled for decades. And I would really boast about this. I was so proud of the fact that I had become fiercely independent, self-preserving, self-sufficient, 100%. I did not need anyone else. No matter what I went through, I knew I could get through it. And there were definitely some admirable qualities of that, right? There was a warrior rising within me. But here's the thing that in order to survive, that was one season, one chapter of my life was survival, but I don't want to be stuck in that chapter forever. And the beautiful thing is once I realize I am not going to stay stuck in that chapter, I'm not going to keep recycling these wounds and cutting these wounds open and like that are still gaping. I have some healing to do. I have some work to do because this is manifesting in my physical relationships with men over and over again. I cannot hold an intimate, deeply connected relationship. It would always end up in the same way, right? There was always some sort of betrayal. There was always um, a separation and isolation that felt like the Grand Canyon between us, right? I desperately wanted to have a shared vision. I desperately wanted to feel safe and supported and desired. And yet I can never bridge that gap until I decided to get raw and real with myself and pull that stinky fish out of the closet and go, okay, where's my wounding? Where's my brokenness in this area that is causing me to keep recycling the same problem, the same patterns, the same destructive self-fulfilling prophecy over and over again. And with that, by the way, comes a lot of generational patterning. I believe that those are generational curses that are passed on because we, either we have, our parents have, our ancestors have made agreements and they keep getting passed on, you know, and we don't break the cycles until we do. And then that's the beautiful thing, because once we break it, we have these amazing stories. We have this embodied wisdom that we're able to pass on to our children, and they get to have a new experience with relationships, with men, with women, with a new outlook, a new vantage point of what relationships are about. So what makes me qualified? Like what makes me qualified to be a relationship mentor and coach for you know, many couples, couples that are hurting, that are broken, that are going through betrayal or have felt disconnected and want more intimacy. What equips me is the fact that I went through that for decades of my life. I know the patterns like the back of my hand. I can observe them, right? I watch them in my parents' relationship. And then I watch them ensue in my relationship. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to put out a number here, but I had, I had a lot of relationships that I was cycling through. I was cycling through relationships like it was nobody's business because I always was convinced it was them, it wasn't me, even though I was the common denominator, right? And, and today, you guys know the story, I finally got to the place where I was able to look at my own shit for real and say, I'm going to pull this stuff up, the stuff that I would have told you without a doubt years for years and years and years. No, I've dealt with that. I've moved on. That's not affecting me. It was like I was delusional in a way. I thought I had dealt with it. I had dealt with what I needed to deal with for that season so that I could survive and move on. But I had, you know, compartmentalized and I had suppressed a lot of things and there was still a lot of unresolved layers within me that needed healing, that needed restoration, that needed reconciliation. And 
to move me into a place where not only my physical body, if you guys go back to episode, I talk about the multidimensional bodies, where my physical body could relax around men, could totally relax and be open in a relationship, where my emotional body would feel safe, right? Where my uh, mental body wasn't gonna mess with me all the time and bring up all these questions like, what are they doing? Where are they at? What are they gonna, you know, they don't care about you. Like today I can honestly tell you as I sit here, all four bodies, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically are completely at ease in relationship and have a completely new embodied as the human multidimensional body is a, a totally new um, operating system, right? It has been a complete renewal of the total body, the soul body, everything. And of course, there's still wounds there, right? The, I don't believe that our wounds, our scars necessarily go away because these things happen in our life. We have the scars to show for it, but they're no longer these gaping wounds that when somebody looks at us the wrong way or doesn't text us or, you know, isn't able to be there for us in the moment where we need them, it, it doesn't like tear that wound open and start bleeding out, <laughs> right? Usually like we're able to move through things and and respond completely differently. So that's what equips me, right? That's what equips me to support couples, to build rebuilding trust after it's broken, to really getting authentic and raw and real with each other, to having intimate conversation, to changing their dialogue and the way they approach each other in communication is because I have done that. I know what it's like to lose a relationship and I know what it's like to get divorced and I know what it's like to drag your kids through a divorce and I know what the cost is of living in a household where there is a dysfunctional distortion of relationship that is so out of our original design. I know what it's like to be in a home where you are witnessing that as the norm. I know what it's like to be an adult running a home like that. I also know what it's like to live through the brokenness and the rebuilding of that. And so I believe this is the call of equipping. This is the process that equips me, right? to be able to stand here and say, yes, I can guide people through this. I can mentor people through this because I've been there. I may not be in your exact situation, but I tell you a lot of the core wounding, it's the same thing. The external situation, the content is really irrelevant when you look at the roots and the context of what's going on. The emotions are the same. A lot of the wounding is the same. A lot of the healing process is the same, right? And so I'm so passionate about relationships and I'm so passionate about the, the masculine design and the feminine design and the need for us to have men who are rising as leaders, who are really in their masculine design, how God created them to be protectors, providers for the feminine, for the children, to be the structure and the visionaries. You know, they're designed a certain way on purpose. I am passionate about women coming back to our divine nature, our original creation design, instead of fighting it and trying to compete with men and act like men and, you know, be angry at men or think that there's something wrong with our bodies, the way we work, our rhythms. We are beautiful, multidimensional beings. We just are created different. We're created to work differently, right? We have rhythms, literally seasons and rhythms and cycles that we go through every single month that a man has never doesn't have that experience, right? 
And yet we negate our design. And I'm so passionate about this because I know what it's like to be on the total opposite end of the spectrum, completely burnt out, completely in pain in my body, completely trying to do it the wrong way, the way that's out of sync, out of harmony. And I know the repercussions that come from that. I know how exhausted and burned out and in my head I was. And I think that when you have experienced the extreme opposite end, Man, nothing makes you appreciate where you are greater than having gone down the all the way to the other end. And yes, I do believe that there is a time for us where we have to go through this suffering. We have to go through the breakdown in order to have the breakthrough. And here's the thing that I also know. After that, after we, our eyes have been opened, after we've gone through that wilderness experience, I do not believe that we need to continue our agreement with, our contract with suffering in order to grow. I'm going to say that again, this is something Mark and I share a lot. We talk about this is that our agreement with suffering is over. We don't need to fight ourselves. We don't need to fight God. We don't need to fight our design, right? Once we have the level of awareness, we've walked through the fire once, we can learn to observe, to be tuned in to when we're moving out of alignment again, when we're starting to miss the mark, when we're starting to move from a place of confusion and chaos instead of order and clarity, we can begin to notice when we're moving into force instead of power. And we can we can course adjust without needing that total breakdown, without needing the total suffering. And at the same time, I do believe that for many of us, we have got to go through that season at some point of the total breakdown of our old identity in these different arenas so that we can move into the space where we now create differently, right? One of my clients this morning, I asked my clients to just send me, I was saying, you know, I asked them, what is a very specific problem that I have supported you with that, you know, what is the very specific problem that I solve? And, you know, one of my clients who I love. I've been working with him now for a couple years. He just said, you know what? You helped me get so clear on the new foundation that I wanted to build. He was coming out of a divorce. It was really nasty, really nasty divorce. The kids were in the middle of it. The ex was super confrontational. He was in the middle of moving homes. You know, there was so much stuff going on in the business. He had walked away from so much. And he really wanted to rebuild a new foundation. And he said, you know, you helped me get that clarity of what my new foundation got to be and you helped me understand and tune into what actions and what feelings I would have like needed to move on and which ones to just put down and he literally said to me it's created like this space where I'm building from a place of abundance I'm using way less energy way less energy is required physical energy mental energy emotional energy and I'm getting to create from this place of true abundance and co-creation instead of my ego pushing all the time way more enjoyable of an experience, right? So what equipped me to walk him through the process? And I remember meeting him on a Zoom call once and then we ended up going paddle boarding and it was just through conversation, right? It was just me being authentic, sharing my own story that pulled him in. And I was like an answer almost to his prayer in the moment. So I just wanna bring this up because there might be some of you that are wondering like, well, what's my thing? Like, how can I support people? How do I step more into purpose or into fulfillment? And I want you to really tune into like, what experiences has God allowed you to go through? And are you really like harvesting and mining the gems from that and sharing that and realizing that that is your superpower now, right? We are most equipped 
to help the person we once were. And even though I was not a man, right, but I know what it was like to be going through a divorce that was horrible, like fighting with my ex all the time, legal battles, financial battles, having to rebuild everything from the ground up. I lost everything. I lost my home. We, I lost every single penny that I thought I had to my name. There was some creative financing that was done. Like I literally had to start over from scratch by selling my ring, by starting from ground zero, rebuilding a completely new business, rebuilding my identity completely, rebuilding who I thought I was as a woman and choosing how I was going to live my life, right? Choosing that I would not be someone who was emotionally or financially destroyed, but I was going to really come out of this, not only just stronger and independent, but really to operate from a completely different foundation. And so I just, I, I want to double down that, that like, this is why I'm so passionate about it. This is why I'm so passionate about talking about the importance of our sacred union of a husband and wife or a man and a woman coming together in sacred union. You know, I have seen the attacks. I've seen the attacks inside my own home on the feminine design in my own life, in my mother's life. And in my oldest, I have a 20 year old right now that is, you know, going through transitioning and it has been one of the most difficult things for me to go through, but I have seen the progression and I'm not going to totally share all the details on today's episode. We may do an episode together in the future. We've talked about it, but I see firsthand and I have seen firsthand and I've witnessed firsthand the direct attacks on our character, the direct attacks on our identity, the direct attacks on the family, the direct attacks on, you know, who we claim to be, how we identify. And in the thing is like when we, when we are disconnected from who we are and we're disconnected from the the bond of the sacred union the bond that we have with god you know we're disconnected from these things that really fuel us and give us life force we are like minions you know we're like just little things going through the motions feeling so lost so disconnected and so what qualifies me to talk about building spiritual connections and really coming back to the core of our feminine design is like i have been there i have walked it i have felt what it was like to be in a total wilderness trying to play god do everything myself how burnt out that was i've seen the ripple effect that that had on my kids i saw that by me being so focused on just work or just what was happening outside, I saw the ripple effect of what that did inside my home. I know the cost is dear when we don't have things right on the inside, right? When we are just shoving things aside and being like, oh, this is nothing, you know, these kids, they're they're sad or they're depressed nowadays. And we don't pause to really model for our children and speak to our children instead of just giving them another prescription. Again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with prescriptions, although I could have endless things to say about that. We are not getting to the root of what's going on. What has been suppressed, what has been oppressed, what has been pressed down. You know, what we've been avoiding within ourselves that we pass on to our kids. Like these are the conversations we gotta be having. So what equips me is because I went through it. I witnessed the repercussion. And then when we make decisions, make no bones about it, there is consequences to our decisions as parents. Either we will have to fix it or our children will have to fix it for us, right? And I did a post the other day about this too that was like saying, you know, every child wants sober parents, whether they're six or 46. And this isn't a show about alcoholism, but whether your thing is drinking, people-pleasing, um, (laughs) 
you know, stuck in materialistic things, just whatever our thing is. If we don't deal with the roots that are causing this stuff to come up in our life, our kids are going to have to deal with it, right? Our kids are going to have to deal with it. And I, again, am equipped to say this because I'm cleaning up a lot of the mess. And I have broken a lot of the generational patterns and breaking a lot of the generational curses. And I'm, you know, working my best to to pave a new path forward for my children to get raw and real and like really hold nothing back. And I've known what the what the loss is like. So I'm so passionate about it because I've known the grief, you know, and I and this is one of the things I really invite people to when they are they want to feel more bliss. They want to feel more peace. They want to feel more grace. They want to feel more joy but they don't want to feel the depth of the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, you know, the joy, you get to know the intensity of the joy, the pure joy, because you are willing to grieve fully, you know, grief. So therefore you just know, and you cherish the joy, you know, intimacy because of how deep and vulnerable you were able to get how, how far in you were going to go into yourself. The reason I have the level of intimacy that I do in my relationship is because I hit the point where I was willing to go and get really raw and real with myself. And there's still so much, so much to uncover. But the reason I'm able to have this level of intimacy with my husband is because we allow this space for us to go into our own darkness and to share those parts and we get support. We're not just that for each other, right? We get support around us, but the reason we have that is because we know the opposite. We know the extreme loneliness. And so if you want to experience the full range, the richness, we have to be able to, I think like really allow ourselves to go and heal the other end of the spectrum, the stuff that that needs to get cleaned up, that needs to get restored. So, you know, I, I want to share two more things and then I want to talk about this intersection of your genius. So what equips me to talk about relationships? I've been through it. What equips me to help people, you know, have amazing relationships with their exes or rebuild from the ruins of divorce, rebuild their identity, get into alignment with their mission, what sets their soul on fire, because I did it, right? What equips me to help people with their spiritual walk, to be able to hear and discern the voice of God, to be able to really move into a place where they're co-creating with God. And I, I'm an infant in this, okay? I'm just going to say this. I'm still an infant in this. And I think that I will forever be, because how do you even go to that depth? But I tell you that today, I am, in, I am in a place where I'm in this deep devotion of co-creating with God and really being a vessel. And I can tell you that the Spirit is always speaking. We're just not listening. We haven't cultivated and trained our ears to listen. And how, what, what makes me equipped to help people? Because I went through a season of that and I continue to dedicate myself to it and invest in it daily. And there are times... Make no bones about it that I'm sitting here in the morning and I'm I'm writing or praying or reading and my brain is like, what are you doing? You need to get up and go do things. But I realize that that morning time, you know, is such an investment of cultivating, cultivating the gifts and cultivating the wisdom and deepening and the things that come through for me in those quiet, still moments when I'm in prayer, I'm in journaling, I'm in meditation, I'm in you know, just conversation with God, like that's how I'm able to support the clients and do the work that I'm able to do is because I preserve and protect that like crazy, right? But I didn't always, I used to get up and fill my head with all kinds of garbage, not garbage, like books, you know, business books and podcasts and fill, 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 fill. But I was always consuming 
and I was never really just emptying and receiving myself and training myself to listen to the voice of God. So I, I had to go through a very dark season. There, there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of noise and I, had to, I got to learn and be trained on how to discern like what what what's what what's me what's god what's the spirit like what's just confusion of the collective right and so again when i when i look at these intersections like what equips me to help people you know move into this place of creating the lifestyle the lifestyle the life that they truly desire is because i look back at my life two years ago three years ago five years ago it's it's almost unrecognizable because it keeps evolving because i've been so committed to this journey and i'm telling you like there's been a lot of people along the way i still look back i went back to, I, I mentioned i don't know a few podcasts ago but i went back to ontario a few weeks ago and i'm about to go back again and there's nothing wrong with this okay but i see people who came to see me years ago when i had the fitness studio years ago who literally are still living in the same place, doing the same things with the same problems that they had back then. It's been a long time, okay? For some of those people, it's been five years, 10 years, same thing, different day, because they were not willing to go and change the game. They wanted the game to change, but they were waiting for the game to change instead of them saying, I'm going to start playing a new game. So what equips me to help other people change the game that they're playing? What equips me what gives me the right to tell other people or show other people or guide other people into picking up a whole new set of playbooks, right? A whole new operating system that's like, you want to change your life? Yeah, let's do it. You can do this and we can do this like relatively quickly. I mean, it, yes, it takes time for integration, but really the thing that holds us up is our own hesitation, our own distraction, <laughs> creative. I heard it, uh, heard it called as creative aversion or something like that today. I thought that was so good, right? But as we look at that and we're like, okay, so what equips me is because I've done it. I keep reinventing. I keep digging deeper. I keep creating the next version of the life that feels amazing to me. And I feel like as I remember more of the woman that I was created to be and I give God more of the steering wheel over my life and I honor more of the gifts and I really heal any of the messiness that's left over that I'm aware of, right, that's been revealed to me because usually it'll show up when it's time to heal it. This is how things begin to transform. So what equips me is because I've been there. It's embodied. So as I'm going to hand the baton over to you guys that are listening, it's like some of you are reaching out and going, Christine, like, what's my purpose? And like, I feel out of alignment and I don't, I don't know what's next. And this is, again, part of my genius is helping people figure out like what's next. What's the clear next step for me? You're feeling at an intersection. You're feeling at a crossroads. You feel your heart pulling, wanting more. You're not exactly sure what that is. Part of it is recognizing well, where have you been, right? What chapters have you already written, right? So what is your life experience? What is your embodied wisdom that you don't need to go through that lesson a million more times? Like you've got it, right? And now you're in obedience. You're flowing with it, right? You have the wisdom instead of just the head knowledge. I would start there. Where have you been? The other things are what lights you up? What are the things that you're passionate about? What are the things that you're doing in your free time that you're dreaming about, researching, exploring, want to fill your time and space with? Like that's another piece of the intersection. What are the things that light you up? And again, we don't give ourselves permission to pay attention to these because we think like, oh no, that's just a hobby. Oh, that's something that I do in my free time. Or like, oh, well that doesn't pay the bills or that doesn't whatever. But I'll tell you, I actually went through this exercise the other day. My husband was the one who brought it up. 
He said, do you realize that every single time you have brought on a new VIP client, do you know what you've been doing? And I know exactly what I've been doing. I've been out in the mountains somewhere, or I've been playing or on a lake. I have been in my element, which is the things I'm passionate about is being in nature, playing, exploring new places, traveling, right? There's so much life force that opens up when I'm in those spaces. I feel so connected to God. I feel so clear. I always create something. And so that intersection of me being in the, the passion and the gift of, you know, this spiritual place of going intimate with God and then also the nature of being out in nature, doing things, and then sharing it with people, asking intimate questions. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a woman that's serving me coffee at a coffee shop, because I know that it's like, it has a ripple effect in the collective when we move and we're in the energy of being in our gift. It doesn't matter where you're planting that seed or in your, in your passion and you're planting that seed. It's like, it has a cosmic boomerang effect, right? And it comes back to you through another door. It is not a linear process. And so the, I already jumped into the next one, but that's like, what are your gifts, right? What are your talents, the things that come naturally to you? Like, they're just natural. They come to you in the last episode with Miguel. He talked about one of his gifts is he's a storyteller. He is a great storyteller. He tells stories. He's great at it, right? He is on stages teaching people how to tell stories. And we all have these gifts that are like, well, it just seems natural to me. It doesn't seem like that much. And I want to say this about our gift is that oftentimes we don't think it's enough. We're trying to add something else to it. We're like, oh, well, that's good, but it's not quite the whole thing. I must add something else. And we try to take other people's gifts, right? Like ingredients. And we've got one thing that we know is our gift, but we think mm, that's not enough, God. I need that person's too. And we start looking sideways and we're envying. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode but really to fully own your gift, to fully own what you're passionate about, to fully own your life experiences instead of trying to avoid them. And then the last one is obviously like, what is your expertise, your skill set that you've been cultivating throughout your life? Now I'm in my fourth decade, I'm level 46. I mean, I've had quite a lot of skill sets. I've been a bit of a Renaissance woman, right? And that is one of my gifts is the ability to adapt to new things. I can move and go full in, full submersion, immersion into a certain thing. I love it. I want to unearth it all. I want to explore it. I want to, you know, get in the mastery of it. And then something else comes in. And so I just keep stacking. So what are your skill sets that you continue to cultivate that you have cultivated throughout your life? And so the intersection of this pocket of your genius and this place where that feels so amazing that I really believe like you move into this place of overflow because it opens, it's like it opens the floodgates, right? Everywhere else you were kind of forcing, you were watering down your passions, trying to avoid the past, trying to just make money in your skills. Like you were focusing on one area, but you weren't integrating, owning, appreciating, harnessing, and moving in all of these areas, your passions, your gifting, your expertise, and your embodied wisdom. When you come into this intersection, man, watch out, because not only does it feel amazing, to play in this space, things just start to show up in your atmosphere, right? The work, the resources, the opportunities, clients, the whatever it is, whether it's the trip that you've been wanting to go on, an amazing partnership opportunity, like things start to show up. 
And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to begin to create in this in this arena because this is when I believe like we are truly prospering, right? There is financial prosperity, financial increase that comes. I'm not a money coach. I'm not a financial coach or a wealth coach or anything like that. But what I can tell you for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, based on my own life experience and what I witness in other people in my circles, is as they move in, not only in their area of expertise and skill set, but when they start adding in and layering their passion, the things that they are really passionate about, their embodied wisdom, the things that they have natural gifting in, and they start stacking these things, financial prosperity, boom, it starts to jump jump exponentially opportunities open up relationships start to go deeper wider and new connections are forged like powerful connection co-creation starts to happen a lot more naturally right you start to all of a sudden move synergistically and harmoniously with things and i do believe it's about you know getting to understand where you are what game you're playing what pocket you're in and moving into the right pocket I'm using some of these game terminology. And I wanna finish by saying this, and I started it, I may have said it in this episode, but I see, I hear, I receive messages from a lot of people wanting the game to change, right? I want the economy to change. They're still complaining about the recession. They're complaining about this or this or this. And maybe they're looking for experts to help them. But a lot of times, you know, ask yourself, am I going, who am I attracted to? Who am I influenced by the most? What are the, you know, why? What is it about them? And I bet you, if you look at it, man, that person has natural gifting. They have embodied wisdom. They're passionate about what they talk about. They're raw and real, right? I think, hopefully, right? And they have cultivated skill sets as well. It's not just BS, right? Like they have this it's not a trifecta like there's there's this these things coming together so i'm just going to leave it at that i wanted to give you some things to think about for those of you who are a wondering what's next for me where is god leading me where do i want to go i've been doing this work for decades a lot of people i work with are thinking about exiting a company or moving into another you know line of work or expanding their repertoire I call it the Renaissance woman. It's like, ooh, what's next? What do I want to explore? What do I want to play with next, right? Knowing that I can always move into another thing. There'll be multiple seasons. There's multiple chapters to this work. So if you're thinking about what's next, what's next for me? If you're feeling like inadequate or ill-equipped or an imposter, I wanted to give you this conversation as a reminder that you get equipped in the process. And the way that you make it meaningful is you start integrating, you start supporting other people on where you've been, where you've gone. You just own those gifts. And if you want to have more meaning, more fulfillment, more joy, and true prosperity increase across the board, I do believe you've got to get into that pocket, right? That magical pocket. And I I mean, magical is not really the word. It's, it, it is a divine pocket where we are truly honoring and appreciate the gifts that we've been given. They are gifts, right? We didn't have to earn them. They're just naturally there from birth. A lot of us don't know how to use them properly for many decades. Some of us really distort them, right? They're usually attacked by the outside because we haven't known how to harness them or whatever. So usually the place where we've gotten the most criticized or we doubt ourselves the most is actually the area of our gifting, right? So we lean so heavily on our skill development, but that is really not the most powerful one at all. In fact, it's the least satisfying long-term in terms of true joy it is a part of it but it is 
definitely not the key piece. The gifting is huge. The experiences are huge. The embodied wisdom is huge. The passions, the love is huge. And yes, the skill set is a bonus. But we can teach skills. We can teach drills. You can't teach the other stuff, right? So with that, I leave you. I hope that this was powerful, potent, helpful for you today. You guys, if you are at this crossroads of your life and you would love to know what's next for me, I would love to get some support, some clarity on this. This is my zone of genius. This is my pocket. This is the work that I do is help you get really clear on where you are, who you are, what makes you uniquely, where you're going. And from there, we can build an epic relationship, an epic business around you. Like it just gets to happen. So if you want to learn more about working together, you can click on the link below, apply to work with me. I am only doing private mentoring right now at the time of this recording. We will soon be opening up a group coaching program called The Initiation, which is a 12-week session. Depending on where you're at, I can guide you in the right direction. And um as always, if you enjoyed this show, I would love, love for you to share this with a friend. If you haven't done so, leave a review. It means the world to me. It helps a lot in getting the message out. Um, it inspires me to keep showing up for you guys week after week. I just love when I travel and I hear or bump into people that are listening to the podcast. So it does really fill me up to hear from you guys. You can always reach out to me to um, through uh, Instagram at the Christine Jewel and um that is it, you guys. Let's move on purpose in our gifting because provision follows our gifting and our purpose, right? Divine provision follows us getting positioned in our gifting and our purpose. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously in the untamed life. God bless. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.